Hi, it's Father Barry Cuba. I wanted to record some audio for you and give you a break from all of the videos where you're seeing my office in the background. This way you can listen while you're out walking or in your car or walking to your car and you don't have to see me waving my hands around. I thought about the easiest way to get this audio to you and realized there are actually places that host this stuff for free and make it easy to access. And the site that I'm using did ask me to give these talks a name so that they can be collected together. So I decided on facets. First, I've always liked that word because it immediately brings to mind a many-sided diamond. And that's how I like to consider every person and every topic that's in front of me. Most of the time, there's more going on with a person or a situation than meets my eye. Usually there's more than one side, the side that I'm seeing at the moment. And I want to try to have the wisdom the patience that it takes to really pause and consider what or whom I'm looking at. I've always considered myself a sort of generalist. I love learning about everything. And I love learning about how we learn. One of the things that fascinates me is how we process information. And we're processing a lot of information right now. As I'm recording, it's the beginning of April 2020. And people are telling me they are having a difficult time breaking away from the news. It's causing them stress and agitation. And it's difficult to get away from because even if they're able to break away from the TV or the computer, it's on the phones they carry around. I get it. I, I've been there. I am there. I should have finished more books than I have. Heck, maybe with this time I could have even tried to write my own. I don't know. But I get it. It's tough to break away from the news. The thing is, though, that our brain is used to processing a lot of information at once. It is startlingly efficient. Think about it. In an instant, all the objects your eyes take in and process, all of the colors, the shapes, depth perception, your ears, all the sounds going on in the moment and how it differentiates between all of them, your sense of space. But you don't notice all this input at once, right? When you're working at your desk, you usually don't feel the chair below you. Your mind is using algorithms as a way of deciding what is important information for you to receive. So say you're typing out an Excel spreadsheet and you hear a loud noise behind you and you jump. The UPS guy dropped a box, but you jumped immediately because that information suddenly became very important to you. It drew your attention toward it as a way of making sure you're protected and that you're safe. So then you realize it's a dropped box and you can go back to work or if you're feeling kind, you can help the UPS employee out. And I think that's the same thing that's happening right now. But the boxes keep dropping. Our mind keeps going back to these loud noises. This tension though, this jumping, it's not meant to be chronic though, right? Our body is not designed to be tense and alert all the time. And if we keep mentally jumping at every news headline, we'll be in a constant state of adrenaline pumping stress, which is so unhealthy for us. I've been there. I've worked in stressful situations where I experienced burnout, and I'm still physically, mentally, and spiritually recovering from it. So I sometimes scroll along on Facebook, which also uses algorithms, as we know, like our mind, and the best definition of an algorithm I've seen is also the simplest. An algorithm is a set of guidelines that describe how to perform a task. Your body uses the algorithm, loud noise. So turn and check it out. 
So a lot of you know I like cats. Probably too much. Cats are another interest of mine. Their behavior, their psychology, their history and lineage, how cultures have viewed them over the ages, all that kind of stuff. Claudia, if you're listening to this, I've got your pat cat pillow next to me right now. Uh, Claudia gave me a cat pillow, by the way. Anyway, say I'm scrolling down Facebook and I just keep clicking like on cat photo after cat photo. Pretty soon, all I'm going to get are pictures of cats and Facebook being Facebook, advertisements for cat food. That's sort of how the brain works. If we train ourselves to look at negative things, our brain will feed those negative things to us. Since we seem to pay so much attention to them, our brain creates an algorithm to heighten our awareness of them, since we keep telling it that that's what we want to see. Now, I'm not saying don't look at the news. I think it's good to stay informed. It's a good thing to know what's going on so you can take care of yourself and your family. I'm just recommending the understanding of what's happening to your mind when you do it in a way that may be perhaps unbalanced or over an extended period of time. So I'd challenge you to try and retrain your brain's algorithms during this time. And you can retrain your brain's algorithms by stepping away from the process of what's forming them and entering into prayer. Prayer is a period of quiet when we can shift our perspective when we can step out of the pain of our past or the worries of our future and touch on something, someone, who is eternal. If you're listening and you're Catholic, this is the best time of the year to do this. We're in Holy Week, which means we have all sorts of history that can be studied, art that can be viewed, works that can be read, music that can be heard, culture that can be explored. Holy Week involves all of the senses the feel of palms in our hands, the sound of bells during the Gloria, even the taste of wood as we kiss a cross. If you're feeling stressed or anxious or even depressed, please, please take this invitation to turn your attention and your mind toward the beauty of Holy Week. It will help. What's the overall framework of Holy Week anyway? What's happening? Let's turn this diamond around and see what's going on. And for this, I'm going to borrow from Father Richard Rohr, I know some people don't like him, but some people don't like me. No priest is perfect. We're each ourselves our own facets, beautiful on one side and perhaps scratched or scuffed on another. But I have to say that his stuff definitely makes a person think. And I'm a believer, and so is the church, that anything beautiful, anything that makes you really think or reflect wherever it comes from, can and should be appreciated. So Father Richard starts by quoting from this letter to the Colossians. Chapter 3. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. Then he goes on to reflect, and he says, In the larger-than-life, spiritually transformed people I have met, I always find one common denominator. In some sense, they have all died before they died. They have followed in the self-emptying steps of Jesus, a path from death to life that Christians from all over the world celebrate this week. At some point, such people were led to the edge of their private resources, and that breakdown, which surely felt like dying, led them into a larger life. They broke through in what felt like breaking down. Instead of avoiding a personal death or raging at it, they went through a death of their old, small self and came out the other side, knowing that death could no longer hurt them. 
This process of transformation is known in many cultures as initiation. For many Christians, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus is the preeminent example of this pattern. Following Jesus, we need to trust the down and God will take care of the up. Although even here, we still must offer our yes. I think that's why, oh, it's back to Father Barry, by the way. I think that's why we celebrate the sacraments of initiation during Holy Week and during Easter, because this process of life, death, and resurrection plays out so beautifully and so significantly during this time. And this pattern of life, death, and resurrection is going on in our world, and it's going on in us. Turn your mind towards that. Turn your mind towards God. And I think you'll begin to experience a little more peace. It doesn't hurt to try. Until next time, I'm Father Barry. God bless you and those you love.